Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Esther Golia, CEO of EG Tax, is joining us now with a look at some year-end moves that you can make. Esther, thanks for being with us and uh, helping everyone sort through what can be a confusing month tax time. You know, one of the things we were hoping to talk with you about a little bit was FSA, your flexible spending accounts. And for many people, the clock is ticking to use that money or, or find some way to use that money. For people who might not be aware, a lot of people who have this money might not even be aware that they have it. What is it, and why do you want to spend it and use it by year-end? Well, good question. So the flexible spending account is set up by your employer, and you make that option to set aside X amount of dollars to use um, maybe for health insurance or for daycare things that the company will allow you to set aside money tax-free to use So at the beginning of the year. So they start systematically withholding that from your paycheck, which, which basically is tax-free. However, if you don't use it by the end of the year, you lose it. So that's why it's so important to make sure if you have a flexible spending account that you spend it or else you lose that benefit. Do you have to submit before the 31st of this month for it? Or what if you had, a let's say, a doctor appointment on the 31st? Could you submit that into January? No, I, that would go to the next year because everything closes 12-31. That's the end of the calendar year. So you really do have to diligently go ahead and get it uh, used, and especially for daycare because if you're setting aside daycare money, not only do you lose it, but it becomes taxable. So, so it's very important. Yeah, double uh, whammy there that you'd be hitting right. with. Uh, now, in December, a lot of people are thinking about year-end uh, tax things, whether it's uh, FSA money that you need to spend that we were just talking about or something else. What are these things at the end of the year that you're always you know, rallying at people that, hey, you, you got to get control <laughs> of this, you have to pay attention to that? Well, only if you don't want to pay the taxes, right? But if you like paying taxes, ignore me. But, I mean, like, for instance, now you have, um, like, 28 days to put more money away into your pension plan at work. Uh, and so if you put another 2000 away and you're in the 20% bracket, you save 400 in taxes. You know, that's one thing that you can do. Um, you can um, 
if, if you're somebody that's 73 or older, you got to look at your required minimum distribution. You got to take that money before 1231. Otherwise, there's a 25% penalty that would, they would charge you if you didn't take the money out. Now, if you're 73 this year, they actually let you swap over till April the 1st of 2024 to make that distribution. Or if you have a really, really good um, excuse as to why you can't take it out, they also will waive the penalty if you fix the problem right away, or at least the penalty will go down to 10%. So things of that nature. I mean, you want to make sure you defer income if you can. Uh, if you're somebody who's self-employed, maybe defer some income. And if you're self-employed, take a look at buying some business uh, assets, like maybe a new truck. Uh, computer equipment, that'll increase your deductibility on your Schedule C. And I think one of the big things that I know we've been talking about is the 1099-K form that was supposed to come out for third-party pays, like if you're selling bills tickets online uh, and you made more than $600 selling things online with a third-party pay like Venmo, they were going to make that the law that it was $600. They changed it. So now it's 20000 So most people will not be getting those 1099K forms that they were talking about all year. And then next, next year in 2024, it goes to 5000 and then they're supposed to phase it in. So oh. those are things that should make people happy. So that's phased in. People don't have to worry. I, I'm just wondering, when that is phased in to become 600 eventually, right? if you sell Bill's tickets, we all know they're pretty expensive. You could reach 600 on just uh, one game. But if you sell right. them, say you sell two games, you sell one on, uh, you know, Ticketmaster, you make five hundred dollars. You sell another on SeatGeek, and you make five hundred dollars there. You've made a thousand dollars selling tickets, but because it's only five hundred on each platform, do you have to fill out the ten ninety nine? No, you don't fill out the ten ninety nine. That's something that the person that paid you, the company that paid you, will do it if it if it comes to $600 or more. So, but but regardless of whether you get the 1099k form, you still if you're selling bills tickets at a game, it's still taxable. You have to report it. So you're still reporting it even if you don't make it to that threshold. Right. I mean, it's still taxable anytime you sell anything at a game unless it's specifically exempt by law, it is taxable and you have to report it. Okay. All right. Uh, a lot of people open IRAs and Roth IRAs before the end of the year. Who should be taking advantage of it? And really, what's the difference between the two? Well, you know, here's the thing. Uh, you can do an IRA up till tax deadline next year, retroactive to this year. So if you find out while you're doing your tax return, gee, maybe I think I got room to put $5,000 extra into a traditional IRA, you get to take the deduction in 20, when you're doing your 2023 tax return, even though you're funding it in 2024. So that would be if you're putting it into a, a traditional IRA. If you're putting it into a Roth IRA, it really doesn't make any difference anyway because it's not taxable and not deductible. Okay. A lot to keep in mind. A lot of people's heads are spinning. Esther, as always, we thank you for kind of sorting through it with us. Uh, I mean, end of the year, you got to make uh, some moves, right? Is this a busy time for you, by the way, end of the year with that, you know, everything we're talking about? Well, you know, mostly what we're doing is we're doing all of our training. So you're getting all, I'm getting all my staff uh, geared up and ready to go. 
um, and and we're getting all of our offices ready to open up. So th- we're not so busy doing tax returns, but we're busy getting ready for tax season. Yeah, boot camp. I like it. Uh, Esther, <laughs> thank you. Esther Gullia, CEO with EG Tax, joining us live. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.